0: FM to get started.
1: We're here with four weddings and a funeral. Episodes four and five. Gemma says goodbye to Quentin. Craig is trying to win back Zara, and Maya and Duffy are a thing. Make sure you stay tuned. We're talking all about it. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now
0: let the buzz. <laughs>
1: Welcome, guys. We are here getting into everything for weddings and a funeral. We're doing two episodes tonight: episodes four and five. Super excited! I feel like there was a lot, a lot, of character developments in these episodes, um, especially in terms of relationships. So let's just—what were your initial thoughts when you watched
0: them? Well, I said last week that, uh, to be honest, guys, episode one, I was not very into the show, Interesting. but come episode two and three, and especially this week, we're going to be talking about episode four and five, like mm-hmm. you mentioned, I'm pretty engaged, and I'm definitely into all the storylines, and yeah, a lot's going on.
1: Yeah, I definitely agree, um, initial thoughts, I thought they were both really cute episodes. I loved like two particular moments that we're going to get into a little bit later with special segments. Um, But let's just let's start out with episode four obviously because you know that's the one that we're starting with. (laughs) Um, Okay. So we start out with Quentin who has sadly passed away in the last episode and he's being taken away and his parents are there Mm -hmm. and they're interacting with Gemma and kind of directing her and telling her what to do and not really making her own rules. And I thought that that was a little funny. Mm-hmm. Um It just seems like she would be a little bit... She's such a strong like character who always has so much to say. So it was interesting to see her take a step back to his parents.
0: Yeah, and backing up to the actual death, I was surprised that it was an aneurysm that killed him. I thought it was... You know, there was this insinuation that he drank a lot, and I I really thought he just drank himself to sleep.
1: Yeah, I I thought the same thing. Um, And maybe the aneurysm was just simpler, you know, that way way they wouldn't have to get into, like, alcoholism mm -hmm. and um, everything there, so...
0: Yeah, but like like you were saying, I think Gemma comes off to maybe her girlfriend's... um, More in-your-face, but I think that comes from insecurity, from being the fact that she's insecure with women for whatever reason. We may find out later. Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe she was made fun of, and in previous episodes, she was made fun of by those other girls. But when Quentin's parents come, she almost seems like she can't stick up for herself and stick up for her son, which she eventually does, which we'll talk about. Yes. But yeah, it seemed like the parents gave Gemma no room to say how she felt, how she wanted to handle things. They took rain on how the funeral was going to go down, and it was it was sad to see.
1: Yeah, I think some of that might stem because they've touched on this in other episodes of the whole new money, old money dynamic, because it's clear that Quentin's family comes from very old British, you know, money and power, mm-hmm. and um, she clearly is new money, and she doesn't have that prestige, and maybe that's why she feels like she, um, cannot speak up but we're gonna we're gonna come back to her Mm -hmm. so you know everyone in the friend group is dealing with this funeral obviously Mm -hmm. um and one of the people that seems to be you know not wanting to be involved at all Mm -hmm. is maya Mm -hmm. so throughout episode four people are like are you gonna come you know you knew quentin and she's very much like no i didn't know him like that i'm not gonna be there I have to work, all of these different excuses she's coming up with um, to not be there. So what did you think about that?
0: Well, I had this inkling that w- why she wasn't going, which is actually, it came out towards the end and it had to do with her mother. Um, do Should we talk about that now? Do you want to wait? <laughs> yeah,
1: sure! Let's get into
0: it! So yeah, she had initially said in the opening scenes of episode 4 that she wasn't sure that she was going to go, and by her facial reaction, I could tell That it wasn't because she had to work. She kept telling her friends that she had to work, that work was important. She just started this new job. And it comes out, eventually, Duffy finally gave her the nudge. Hey, is this because of your mom? You know, you haven't been to a funeral since your mom's. You didn't even go to your grandmother's funeral. Shocking. Um, Duffy said, I went to your grandma's funeral. And Duffy basically said, you know, it's okay to be upset about your mom. And I think that struck a chord with her, and she ended up going.
1: Yeah, I think she was very much affected by um, Duffy asking her the hard questions. Mm -hmm. And you could see throughout the episode that she was kind of pushing him away, like... I don't know what you're talking about. You're crazy. I have to work. I have this new job. Um and then finally she was able to break down and express that yeah. it was her mom. And that makes a lot of sense, you know, when a parent passed, it could be very difficult to move past that mm-hmm. and to continue to go to funerals even if it's someone not in your family. So, shout out to Duffy for Yeah, and I you know, feel like
0: I feel like if you're in a similar situation to Maya, to Maya's situation and unfortunately or fortunately, I have not been in this situation with my mother. But I feel like at a certain point, when a certain amount of time goes by, you probably do need a friend to give you that little nudge, to give you the tough love, and to really get you to say and act on what you're really feeling deep down, Mm -hmm. and just to kind of get over that initial hump of being scared, or whatever the feeling is that was going through Maya's head.
1: And let me ask you this. Did you think that she wasn't going to show up in the end? Because you no. know she said, oh, I'm going to be there. But did you ever think, like, hmm, maybe not?
0: No. I knew she was going to go. It kind of reminded me of an episode of Sex and the City when Samantha didn't want to go to a funeral for this mm. kind of, not a similar situation, but she had that reserved, um, what's the word? Your body, your oh. body language. Yeah. Where... I kind of, I knew. It's just like one of those things where you have an intuition. I just knew that she was going to go. So, no. I was not surprised that she went.
1: Really? See, I was kind of like, eh, she might say she's going to go, but maybe she won't. And then poor Duffy is going to be all sad because he thought he convinced her and he had this connection. and But she came. So, you know, good for Maya. I'm happy that you are moving forward and yes. making moves there. Yes. Um, speaking of Duffy. Duffy. Let's talk a little bit of, right, about our favorite teacher trying to be an author.
0: Yes. Um,
1: so in episode four, we see that his relationship is progressing. Right? With Tabby. With Tabby, um, who was and his girlfriend at the time.
0: Yeah, and he sends his story to mm-hmm. the New Yorker. It gets published, and he accredits his success mainly due to the fact that Tabby did some edits for him.
1: Yeah, and so, clearly, Tabby is a good influence for Duffy. I mean, his co- career is flourishing.
0: They tell each other that they love one another. Yeah,
1: see, interesting. So, he is in the middle of saying, I thought he was trying to say, like, oh, I love that you did this for me. I love that you helped me. And I for, and I could be wrong, but from what I saw, it seemed like she interrupted and said, I love you, too. Yeah. As if that's what he was trying to say. And based on his face, it seemed like that wasn't where
0: he was going. Yeah, I thought the same thing. But he did... But then when she said it, it seemed like he was into it.
1: Yeah, so maybe I think it's one of those things where you want love so bad that you're willing to accept it from someone that you clearly are not in love with. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where he was um, when she said that she loved him. And... You know, his behavior reminded me a lot of what we see later on with Maya in episode 5. But we'll we'll talk about that a little bit later.
0: Um, Something real quick that I thought was really a funny theme in episode 4 was when Duffy would go up to everyone and say, Have you heard my good news? And everyone answered and was like, "Oh, you finally got your mole removed." Uh, but he, yeah. but he was really talking about his story being published. I thought that was kind of funny.
1: Yeah, I think. I mean, I think the show has so many like cute, funny moments, and I know you guys touched on this last week. That the critics are like painting the show, but I think there's take a it lot. for what it is. Yeah, guys. exactly. Come Just on, enjoy the light-hearted rom-com humor of the show. Like, not everything has to be Game of Thrones level, like exactly. complicated, serious. Exactly. You know? Um. Okay. Moving on to let's talk about Craig because he is having a very um confusing episode for I would say. Mm-hmm. So clearly Zara has left and he's like, Oh, she's not coming back, but he's hearing from her friends who are giving these very cryptic. Who were hysterical. So funny. Yes. Like, I was like, where did they find these, like, these this friend group? Like, Zara and her friends are just such a trip to me. Um, and so they're like, hey, you gotta wait. Wait until tonight at 8. Like, everything will be revealed.
0: Yeah, so he, he gets a text from Zara's friend and was like, call me immediately. And the friend is giving Craig the back lip and being very sarcastic and leading him on but not giving him the info and she basically just says make sure you're home at 8pm so of course I'm sure you me and all the other viewers are thinking okay maybe Zara's gonna show up at Craig's place at Mm 8pm and he walks in and
1: and she's a reality TV star like I was like, and then she's on a show that is clearly supposed to be a spoof of Love Island and The Bachelor and all those dating shows. Oh, yeah. Called Love Chalet. And I was just, I love that it showed just how ridiculous a lot of those reality shows are. Yeah. Um, Seeing seeing her in that capacity, which we saw a little bit more in episode 5. Yeah, and Craig is clearly shocked. Do
0: you think that Zara went on this show to get back at him or to genuinely move on?
1: I think she did it to get back at him. Me too. I think she was just pissed and she was like, I'm going to show him. And, you know, most women, I feel like, would be like, I'm just going to flirt at the bar and post it on my Instagram so that he sees or something like that. But knowing Zara, of course, it has to be like over the top. She's yeah. an influencer. All these things. So she's like, I'm going to go on a dating reality show and not only that, I'm going to make sure my friends call you and tell you to watch to make sure that you see it.
0: Yeah. Um, what, what did you guys think? Do you think that Zara was genuinely in love with, with Craig or do you think she went on this show to try and move on? Leave us a comment. We want to know. And before we go on to our next character, if you're ready, yeah. make sure you guys subscribe on YouTube. We love engaging with you guys. Give us a rating on iTunes. Leave us all the comments. We want to respond. And thank you so much for keeping us the ESPN of TV talk for us to continue to grow. We could really use you help, your help. We love hearing from yeah. you guys. So mm-hmm. keep it up, guys. Thank you.
1: Yeah. Hop in the chat, guys. You definitely want to hear your opinions. Um. Okay. So we can't forget... About good old Cash who had his own kind of journey mm-hmm. in episode four. So clearly he's reeling because he has these very obvious feelings for Maya and he just left Ainsley at the altar. He doesn't know what the hell to do. So he goes to the mosque and his dad is like, You need to look into this book and consider arranged marriage. Mm-hmm. And at first he's like, No way until so he sees Fatima.
0: Who likes Drake.
1: Yes, who likes Drake. He's clearly very modern and yes. fun. And she's, she's gorgeous. Yeah. right? And then he's like, okay, I'll do it. Which I was like, really? Just because you think she's cute? <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, I don't know. It could have been the Drake that sold it. That's
1: true. It could have been the Drake. Um, so he decides to start dating her. And he shows up at the mall. Because they make a plan to go to the mall. Mm-hmm. And he's thinking it's going to be... Him and her.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: it turns out, no. The you, nanny case. Right. You need a chaperone. She bought her grandmother, I believe, her nana.
0: Oh, I thought she was saying nanny.
1: Oh, well, it could have. I thought nana as in, like, maybe grandma. Uh, but
0: that makes sense. Yeah. Like, she was I, funny. I, yeah, she, she was hysterical. hilarious. The KFC uh, comment, the mm-hmm. Kentucky Fried Chicken comment, that was awesome.
1: So funny. And just the fact that, like, here we are in 2019 like these people are clearly millennials Mm -hmm. late 20s early 30s and they're doing this very traditional way of dating and I personally really enjoyed like seeing it and watching it yeah me too um and you know it's kind of like they said it's kind of like tinder or like the apps except it's through the mosque but it's the same thing like you see someone's picture you're like hey they're cute Let's meet up for coffee. Yeah. Um, and I thought it was kind of cool, yeah.
0: Yeah, and so she brings her chaperone, and she, Fatima's like, where's your chaperone? And he quickly calls up his friend Bashir, mm-hmm. who I love. I think he's an awesome, hilarious character. And he shows up, and the date seems to go pretty well. Yeah. For what it was, yeah. at a mall.
1: I wish I was like, really, a mall? Like, that seems so high school to me, but... I get it. It's like public place and everything. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, they're clearly vibing and, like, really liking each other. And it seems like Cash is, like, he calls, um, I think it's, e- I don't want to say the wrong thing. So, he calls the leader of the mosque.
0: Oh, imam? Imam, Yeah. Imam. That's the word I'm looking for.
1: Um, he calls the imam and he's like, okay, that was great. Let's do a second date. And he's like, oh, well, the second date, that's when the parents meet yeah. and they discuss next steps for the wedding. Which is like... I totally understand why Cash was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> I'm not yeah. ready for that.
0: And it seems like everyone, including Imam, is giving Cash grief about his wedding. Because mm-hmm. either they weren't invited, and of course, when you're in a religious tie, in such a um, religious religion, yeah, and you don't get invited, let alone the fact when you come from that kind of religion and this... The
1: community. Th- the
0: community and the arranged marriage is almost such a relevant thing,
1: mm-hmm.
0: even though it's becoming more traditionalized from what we saw, he was getting some, some slack from some people.
1: Yeah, and I mean, honestly, Cash deserves it a little. Yeah. I mean, I like him much better. I think he's redeemed himself from leaving Ainsley at the altar, but that definitely was like a punk move, so the fact that he's getting a little grief from people about like not getting invitations and how he has this rep at the mosque for being the guy that left his bride at the altar, I think it's kind of well-deserved. Yeah. Sorry, Cash. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, before we, you know, obviously there were two major moments towards the end of episode four that we have to talk about. Mm-hmm. So, let's start with the funeral. Um. This whole episode, Gemma's been like, whatever Quentin's parents say, that's what I'm going to do. Let's make things simple. Let's make it easy. They know what they want to do. And it was only when her son goes missing Mm -hmm. and it turns out that he's going to buy a Chelsea FC shirt for his dad because he really wanted something there that reminded him of his father. And I think Jimmy gets the courage to be like, no, I'm breaking tradition and I'm going to do what Quentin would like. And I love seeing that like at the funeral. Mm -hmm. Breaking out the shirts and, you know, talking about how he would curse at football games and really making it about him and less about the tradition of his family And I thought that was just super sweet
0: Yeah and she put those Chelsea football Football Jerseys <laughs> under everyone's seat And at the end of her little Speech She Everyone held up a, a glass of scotch Yeah And you could see Quentin's parents like at 1st They're like you really are Going against everything mm-hmm. we wanted They and, look pissed Yeah but, I think towards the toast, it seemed like they came around maybe a little bit,
1: yeah, I think well, I think they realized this is their son's funeral, and it should represent him in some way that makes sense mm-hmm. um, and ultimately, like Gemma was happy, and their son was happy, and right. that's I think what matters most. like he is the youngest one there. He's the one that's not gonna have a father, so he should probably you know, be happy to see his dad in the funeral in some way, shape, or form. Yeah. Um, So towards the end of Gemma's speech, she says something along the lines of make sure that you're with someone that you really love or surround yourself with people that you love. I can't remember exactly what she said, but Mm -hmm. something about being genuine with love. So obviously, this touches... Duffy somewhere, and he's like... He
0: turns around. He turns
1: around, he looks at Maya, who he believes is the love of his life, and he's inspired. Mm -hmm. Right? So, this is my favorite part of the entire episode. He, of course, runs to her home in the rain, and he has this beautiful speech about how he's been in love with her since freshman year of college, and how she's gorgeous and stunning, the most perfect woman ever. And how he really doesn't expect anything in return. She doesn't have to say she loves him back, but he just had to let her know. And then, Maya runs down and they start kissing in the rain. And I was just like, oh, I love this.
0: Yeah, I had originally thought by Maya's reaction that she was going to take the We're Best Friends route Mm -hmm. and just kind of either go back inside or have Duffy come in so they could talk. But no, it was a full-on Romance, making out in the rain. And yeah. that's how the episode concluded and I was I was on the edge of my seat.
1: Yeah, I think it came out of left field to be honest. Cause I really thought she's gonna be like, I love you like a brother. Yeah. Or like that is so sweet, but Yeah. Um but clearly doesn't happen. And that leads us into episode
0: five. Episode five, guys.
1: Um, so first scene we see Maya and Duffy clearly post sex.
0: Yes, and Connor Wheelton just tuned into our chat and said it was so romantic between them.
1: Oh, and you are right, yeah, Connor. Yeah, you're correct. That was like dream scenario that probably never really happens in real life. Yeah. But <laughs> so you know, you're caught up in the rain and the romance and the beautiful sweet words. You end up having sex, then you wake up the next day, and Maya clearly looks like, "What did I just do? Mm -hmm. What is happening? Um, Did I really just have sex with Duffy?" And it's very awkward. When Maya
0: like even like looks under the sheets to see if her (laughs) underwear is on, or like I don't know what she was looking for.
1: Right? I don't "Ah?" know. Like I think she might have thought, "Was that a dream?" And then she had to get that wake up moment. Like, oh, this really happened.
0: Also, side note, real quick, I think what makes this show even more enjoyable. Is the fact that they are talking about sex, they are cursing, you know, It's because it, it can come off a bit cheesy, but yeah. throwing the sex in and all that, the drinking, it just makes it more relatable.
1: Yeah, I agree. I'm happy they're not going too PG with it, yes. and, you know, they're keeping it realistic for people who are in their late 20s or yeah. early 30s, you know, adults. Yeah. Um. So, I like that there was, like, yeah, they hooked up, yeah. and the next morning it's awkward. Like, that is very, that happens a lot. So... It's like, ah, uh, Duffy's like, i got to get back to work. Like, the boys
0: are going to be waiting for
1: me. And Maya's like, okay. And so they agree to talk about it a little bit later. And you could just tell Duffy's, like, ecstatic. He's so happy.
0: But then they agreed that they were going to try this out.
1: Yeah. Um. So, like, they meet up at dinner. And Maya, after speaking with Ainsley, who's like, hey, he's a good guy. Mm-hmm. You always date assholes. Not sure if I can say that. But, hey, you always <laughs> date jerks. Yes. Like. You need to be the nice guy. So Maya's like, okay, let's do this. And yeah. Duffy, of course, again, is thrilled because this is his dream girl.
0: Yeah, and Maya comes out and says the sex was great. Yeah, he was shocked. And I loved when Ainsley's, like, making the bed squeaky yeah. noises.
1: I was like, really? Duffy's good in bed? Mm, <laughs> that's that's surprising me. But, you know, you never hey, know. Hey,
0: a guy with glasses, don't, yeah. judge. don't judge us.
1: I know, I know. Right. Who says that glass equals nerd? Nope. And I say this is someone that wears glasses too. Me too, um, by the way. <laughs> so, they agree to make it work. And throughout the episode, you can just kind of look at Maya's body language and see to me that she's trying because yes. she knows that it would be nice be with a nice guy and he's she's on it forever and he really loves her, but clearly the spark is not there. Like
0: Yeah. And but Maya ended up sleeping at Duffy's school mm-hmm. and up until that point even that scene when they're in their bed and Miles like did you brush your teeth and I I still was believing that she was into him
1: mm-hmm. but then
0: later on of course yeah changed. you
1: can see um yeah, it's little things like that you know her brushing or him brushing her teeth and her not caring enough to do it cause it's like I think, like, for her, she really does see him as, like, this brother type. But she's trying because she knows that he's nice.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, So let's move on to Cash.
0: Cash money.
1: So Cash talked to the imam, and he's like, I want to do a second date, but I'm not trying to arrange the marriage now. Like, let's continue to date and see how it goes. So he's going out with Fatima. They go out on a few arranged dates with their uh, chaperones. Mm-hmm. And you can kind of see that towards the end of the episode, he seems kind of like very much over it, you know.
0: Yeah, they they meet up at um, someone's house, and um, Cash Mates makes the um, his famous cannolis, and a cliche moment happened when the cannolis on Fatima's lip, he wipes it off, and then um, yeah,
1: chemistry. Yeah, the
0: chemistry, <laughs> and then he gets a text from Duffy. Yes. About the club?
1: Yes, I believe it that was from That they were going
0: Bradley. out to a club and... Oh, I think it
1: was from Craig, actually. Yes, it was from Craig. Craig is his friend.
0: Yes. And uh, Cash was like, do you want to come, Fatima? Mm-hmm. Like, it'd be great to go out. And she was like, no, 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 you go and have fun. And so, yeah.
1: Yeah, she's clearly, like, very serious about this. Yeah, like, she's trying ring, to follow the right, rules. Right, the rules. And it's clear that Cash is trying something different, but he's really not as down for these rules as maybe Fatima is. Yeah. Um, So we gotta talk about our girl Ainsley who was very low key in episode 4 but had a much bigger episode 5. So obviously her parents cut her off
0: Mm -hmm. and now she
1: has to run her business all on her own and she gets this like rich divorcee couple that comes in first the wife is like Harper Dillon. Right. I don't care what it is I just want to run up the bills. Yep,
0: 300, 300K she spent yeah. on getting her place redone.
1: That's a getting lot her of place money. Or oh, 300
0: in pounds. Yeah,
1: 300 pounds. 300,000 pounds? Yes. And that that's a nice chunk of change. Oh, yeah. Like, I don't know what the conversion is. You guys should hit Google to see, but yeah. I'm sure it's very high. Um, and so, but then she chooses not to cash the check when the husband, or the ex-husband,
0: it's three hundred and sixty one thousand dollars, by the way.
1: Three hundred and that is a ton of money. Rounded, yes. If somebody gave me a check for three hundred and sixty thousand dollars, I'm sorry, like I'd I'm be cashing out. it. Oh yeah. Yeah, I'm cashing it. I'm oh, just, yeah. like, I'm so sorry you're hurt. <laughs> Clearly you can afford it. So but Ainsley is a sweetheart, so she decides not to. And we also have to point out that the ex husband is played by Dermot Mulroney, one
0: of my favorite actors. Yes,
1: an amazing actor and like a staple in rom com. Yes. He was in My Best Friend's Wedding, which I love.
0: The movie was Sarah Jessica Parker. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I can't remember the name of the it. The Christmas movie. Yeah, he's like you guys. He's been in so many rom coms. Yes. Like, and I think them putting him in the show was purposeful. Yeah. To like a nod to rom coms of of yesteryear. Mm-hmm. So okay. Am I the only person that saw, like, a little connection there? Yes. Or, like, a little spark happening? Yes. Yep. Yeah. Um,
0: I, th- I don't know if he's in future episodes. Obviously, we'll wait and find out. Yeah. But they seem like they could be a good match.
1: Yeah, they seem like mm, maybe that's the love connection that's coming.
0: Yeah, and um, he ends up coming back into the store. Because at first he comes in, threats her with, like, this legal fee you know hit up my attorney if you end up cashing this check then you're going to be crossing over legal boundaries Mm -hmm. and she ends up not doing it like you said and then he comes back in and basically thanks her and then asks but I will give you a job and you can come revamp my condo
1: yeah so clearly we're going to see well hopefully I don't think they put him in the show without seeing a little bit more of him and Uh, I mean we'll get into predictions a little we'll save that but I do think he's he's going to continue to be in there. So a big part of episode five is, of course, Craig and Zara. So Zara is a full-fledged reality TV star now. Like, people across the nation are tuning in to watch her on Love Chalet. And Love who Chalet. she's going to pick. And all, you know, going between the guys. She's, like, making out with them, going back to the room. And, like, it looks like hooking up. And poor Craig is literally sitting there watching it every night, which I don't think I could do.
0: But then, the the, yeah. the scratch on the forehead.
1: The scratch on the forehead, and Craig's like, it's a sign, it's a sign. Everyone's like, you're crazy, which yeah. is what I would have said. You're crazy. like.
0: But and then he explains to all of his friends. And by the way, everyone in town was watching this show. Mm-hmm. It's basically The Bachelor of London, yes. I, I assume. And... Uh, Craig explains to his friends, he's like, no, 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 I know you guys think I'm crazy, but me and Zara had this thing, a signal, even when we were together at parties, if we wanted to leave or whatever, you know, everyone has these little signals Mm -hmm. that they would scratch their forehead.
1: Yeah, and you know, I thought it was a really funny part, when Duffy was like, no, because she always to do that with me, Yeah, and then it was like a click moment, like, oh, she really did not like like talking to me. I thought that was hilarious. Um, So Craig is like, he just he swears that this is what it is so he goes onto the show
0: yes and he... we were not expecting it cuz all of yeah. the, all of the friends were watching the show and i don't think they knew that craig was about to do what he was about to do. Yeah,
1: it seemed like they did not know it all. Um and so he he shows up on the show, he confesses like all of these very personal things that in, in
0: his in his pink
1: in his pink compression shorts. I was like this is more than lot. This is
0: a lot going on, Craig. This is a
1: lot. It's a lot. I guess that's love. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Um and then he proposes and she says no.
0: Yeah. Which I thought like, she was about to say yes.
1: Yeah, I thought she was going to say yes. You know, romantic. He confessed. He did the the big gesture, and she was like, "No, sorry." And I was like, "Wow, that's shocking." And then for him to still be hung up on her after that, I was a little surprised because I feel like if most guys propose on national TV in their underwear after confessing all these personal things, and the girl was like, "No," they'd probably be the end of it, you know, or at least they'd be like, "I don't even."
0: Yeah. But I think I think he is madly in love with her. yeah, but then um, he gets convinced to go to the club.
1: He does. He gets convinced to go out. So we're gonna circle back mm-hmm. to the club. So we have almost all of the friends there. Duffy very kindly invites Gemma to come, which I really this is why we love Duffy. Super sweet. Jim is at home, she's lonely, her her son is away at a sleepover and she's struggling with this new role of being like a single mom.
0: Yeah, widower. Yeah, widower. widower,
1: yeah. Um, and so Duffy invites her out, they're all at the club, they're drinking, 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 throwing, drinking. throwing it back literally getting like, like
0: out of the bottle like lit. E Sinsley on a Saturday night. Yeah, like oh <laughs>
1: you, okay. So Eric's Eric's a turn up guy. Oh
0: yeah. I'm out um, of the bottle, like, let's go.
1: But as you should be. Like, yeah. this is this is the time to be doing that <laughs> So they're turning up. They're super drunk, like having a good time at the club. And then the, Cash and his friend hear like some racial comments, and they're like, "We're not going to tolerate this." And so they get into a fight at the mm-hmm. club.
0: Cash and Duffy.
1: Yeah. Um. Yeah.
0: Oh, well, then, no! So, they were Cash, they approached Duffy at first because mm-hmm. he was holding the tray, and they yeah, were just talking, talking smack.
1: Yeah, talking stuff to Duffy. Then Duffy, being like the sweetheart he is, is like, "Ah." And then Cash gets in their face, like, talking mess. And they say, I think something about terrorists or something. Mm -hmm. And then that's when they decide to, like, punch the guy out, which I don't blame them. Um, But, of course, you can't fight in the club, as I think we've all learned being in clubs. If Mm -hmm. you fight, you're getting thrown out. Um, So they're thrown out. Cash is clearly very banged up. Yeah. Yeah, he got his butt whooped.
0: Yeah, and he goes to the hospital, and lo and behold, who goes with him, it's Mrs. Maya.
1: Maya. And Maya leaves, leaves
0: Duffy t- on the street with Gemma, and on the way to the hospital, it's Gemma... Well, I don't know if they actually went to the hospital. I think they did, but Gemma and Duffy are in the car yes. together, and Gemma throws some some shade. Yeah.
1: Okay, I, I had so many thoughts about this. Number one... It is clear that your girlfriend is not into you if she literally forgets about you on the curb yes. to go with another guy to the hospital yeah. and didn't even realize you weren't in the car. Yeah. Like, I'm so sorry, Duffy, but like Maya is not into you. She's just not.
0: Maya went into <laughs> flight mode being that she realized she loves... Cash,
1: uh, cash. yeah. Like, she clearly cares about him because she rushed to the hospital and completely forgot about her boyfriend. And then Gemma and Duffy are in the car, and Gemma's like, you know what? You could do so much better than Maya. Just, like, very cool, cutthroat the way she is. Like, you can do so much better. And I think Duffy is really starting to think about it. Mm-hmm. That's kind of how it seemed to me. And then also, is that planting seeds for, like... Yeah. Yeah, well, so we'll talk about it in prediction. That could be
0: one of the weddings.
1: It could be. It could be. Um and so we close out this episode with another shocker that I didn't really see coming. Zara knocks on Craig's door
0: mm-hmm. and while
1: he's like crying on the couch and he's like, Hey, um you know what? I, I'll agree. Let's get me. You know, we're together. Yeah. We're back together. Let's get married. Let's do this.
0: Yeah. Um, Craig is yeah. literally in the middle of watching the reality show. hmm. And it looks like Zara's about to accept a proposal from one of those doucher tool guys. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure his shirt may. No, I don't know. I, I thought his shirt may have been off in that point. But I'm like, really, dude? Like, come yeah. on. <laughs> and he pauses it because mm-hmm. the door knocks. And it's Zara.
1: Yeah. And
0: she scratches her head. And she's like,
1: yeah, I'm back. So that was a cute little moment. Even though, if I'm going to be honest, Zara is... I mean, I think she's supposed to be a character that's a little annoying.
0: I I love her character. Yeah,
1: I think she's so funny. um, But she does uh, rub me... I don't know. She just annoys me just a tad. But I think she brings so much comedic relief to the show, which is great. Mm -hmm. So they're clearly destined to to get together, and we're going to talk about where they might go with predictions. But before we do that, I'm sure there is some news and gossip going on about this show, so let's get into it.
0: Yeah. So, an exclusive with E.T. was done recently on the show, and Four Weddings and a Funeral brought Nathalie Emmanuel back to reality after Game of Thrones. So, if Mm. you guys don't know... And I'm probably about to get crucified for this, but I did not watch Game of Thrones. <laughs> Can I actually... you
1: believe it?
0: I know. But, whatever. <laughs> um, so, yeah, she was on the ga- on Game of Thrones for mm-hmm. seven years. She played Missandei. Yes. And she said that when Game of Thrones ended, it was almost like a breakup. And she told Entertainment Tonight that she was watching Netflix on her couch. She called herself an out-of-work actor. And she was extremely picky about what her upcoming or future roles were going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was actually on her couch watching Netflix when she got the call regarding four weddings and a funeral. And she says, "In quote, when other shows had." Um, had kind of come along that needed a six-year option i was like i'm not ready it's like i'm sleeping in my old boyfriend's jumper at night i'm not ready for a new jumper (laughs) i'm not ready to date again it was it was a sort of feeling she said making herself laugh so when they were like no it's like a limited thing meaning four weddings and a funeral Mm -hmm. i was like oh great okay cool so that kind of just tells you guys where she was in terms of wanting to work and how after exiting Game of Thrones she was a little lost is what I took from it.
1: That makes sense I mean seven years, that's a long time
0: and so after reading the script she actually felt more of a connection with her character Maya on Four Weddings versus her character that she played on Game of Thrones Hmm. Um, so her thoughts on Maya and by her I mean Nathalia um, she said she's just a bit of a hot mess to be honest, she shared a she shared of the character who was seen in the first episode balancing managing a political campaign with having an affair with the politician she's a good person but she gets it wrong a lot of the time which I feel like we all can relate to yeah
1: so relatable
0: um, she also said at, you know, at the heart Maya is an amazingly driven woman in a very male dominated space in politics she knows who she wants to be in the world and she has a lot she has to slay a lot of dragons to get there which I thought was a genius line. And I feel like a lot of women can relate to kind of that work environment, especially today, Yeah. especially in entertainment.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: Um, She also said that one of the main reasons why she agreed to do this project and why she was excited was because of Mindy Kaling and how she's the big voice and the writer behind this production. Mm -hmm. And she was also pumped about people of all colors being on the show and falling in love. And essentially, diversity is what sold... Nathalia on this show and she ends by saying I think when you have a diverse place you get to know more about other people's points of view and that's important I think we need that and at a time when the world is so divided and there's so much hate being spouted I think this project is really timely and really it's just such a lovely thing to put out into the world yeah. So, very well said.
1: Right. Couldn't have said it better. The diversity on the show is amazing. Um, yeah, and I think coming from Game of Thrones, it makes sense she would want something. Lighter. Yeah, and I feel
0: like if you're on that, I mean, I do know the premise of Game of Thrones, and I feel like if you're a character on that show for seven years, your sense of reality would get yeah misconstrued. Very warped. Yeah, and
1: it's like it's dark and draining, mm-hmm. and I could see where you would be like, I want something light, like a breath of fresh air. Yeah. So that definitely makes sense to me.
0: We have a shout out to Debbie Duty Dandy. Thanks for covering this show. I think it was smart of Hulu to release the first four episodes together because I probably would have dropped the show after the first episode. I completely agree. Yep. I think you gotta get past that first episode and continue to watch and really enjoy the show for what it is.
1: I completely agree. Um, I think it was it's to me it's definitely a bingeable show. And I think being able to see the first four, you know, then you're invested and you're like, okay, I'm really happy, like I'm really anxious to see episode five. So yeah. definitely agree with Debbie.
0: Yeah, it's an easy watch. Mm-hmm. And it's enjoyable.
1: Yeah, it's good. Um, so now that we're, you know, getting into obviously four weddings has a lot of like rom com cliches. So mm-hmm. We are going to hop into our favorite rom-com cliches from Episodes 4 and 5. Let's start out with Episode 4. What did you think?
0: So, I've been pretty good about picking out these rom-com cliches. Mm -hmm. This week was a little harder for me, but when Duffy and Maya are making out in the rain, I thought maybe, even though I haven't seen the notebook, I had to clarify with my roommate. And he confirmed that yes, it probably is something like the Notebook. Yes. kissing in the rain. Mm-hmm. I also thought Spider Man, and therefore um, it was. I think it's just a rom com theme to be making out in the rain.
1: Yeah. What was, about you? For that was four? my favorite as well. And as an avid lover and watcher of the Notebook, which is like so stereotypical, but I love the Notebook. Um, yeah. yes, the kiss and the rain and the love. I just. I'm a sucker for that kind of stuff, so I really love that. That was definitely my favorite for episode four. And then episode five, what did you think?
0: So definitely the reality show that Zara was on. It was definitely very Bachelor. Um, I loved one of the guys that she was dating. He was like, yeah, I came to promote my protein powder to add mass, but <laughs> it re- you really added mass to my heart. So cool That was so Bachelor. Chad oh, from The Bachelor. That's who that was.
1: That was And then also, hilarious.
0: When Cash wipes off the cannoli crumb off of Fatima's lip Fatima's lip and I feel like that's in almost yeah, every chick right You know, like the little
1: Yeah, like the cute little moment, where they have a spark. Yeah. Um, I definitely agree that was a good one. For me, I think the moment the cliche I really liked when they when they're in the hospital and Cash told Maya like I can't stop thinking about you. I just thought that was like a cute moment they shared. It reminded me a lot of Hitch and like some other rom-coms where Mm -hmm. the guy is just like very bare bones honest about like I've been trying to think about you but like you're all I can think about. Um, So that was definitely my favorite cliche from episode five. And before we get out of here, we of course have to talk about our predictions. Yes,
0: and real, real quick, sorry to cut you off, but mm-hmm. Debbie said again, the original movie did have a famous rain scene. Oh, so, okay. So, thank you, Debbie, for reminding right. us of that, because we forgot. you.
1: Yes, that's definitely important to point out. And obviously, throughout the show, they're, they're probably going to have little like tidbits from the movie, because it was so iconic. Yes. Um... But yeah, let's, let's talk about our predictions because there's, these characters could go so many places. So let's talk about that.
0: Let's do it. You want to hit us up first?
1: Yeah. Okay. So... I think that Maya and Cash are going to get together. I mean, obviously, that's what happens at the end of all the rom-coms. They end up together. Mm -hmm. Um, I also think that Ainsley and the divorcee ex-husband are going to get together. Um, I think she's going to build out his bachelor pad, and they're going to have a spark, and that's what's going to open the door for Maya and Cash to get together, because clearly Ainsley still feels a way about this, and I think... Being with someone that she really knows and loves will allow her to give her blessing to Maya and Cash. Um, Duffy and Gemma. Mm -hmm.
0: That's one of my predictions.
1: I could see, yeah, them getting together, which seems a little weird because Gemma was so into Quentin and they had this strong marriage. But I could see her finding, you know, something, being enamored by Duffy's quirkiness. Mm -hmm. Um, And then let's see... We didn't really talk about Craig and his daughter. His daughter kind of disappeared from the scene. Yeah. And I'm just going to say that the daughter is going to pop back up in some way, shape, or form. And that maybe if, you know, Craig and Zara's wedding, that's where she's going to play into that in some way. Maybe being a flower girl. But she clearly has to come up. She can't bring a daughter and then not have her disappear. That's not going to work. So, yeah. That's what I got.
0: Okay, I'm going to say ditto to all of that, because I agree 100%. And I also am excited to see what is going to happen between Duffy and Maya. How is that, if we think it's going to end, how is it going to end? Is Duffy going to pick up on the fact that Maya has a thing for Cash. Mm. And also, I'm very excited to see, even more so, what's going to happen when Ainsley finds out that Maya and Cash have a thing.
1: Yeah. Because that's like... Girl code! That's going to be heated. That's breaking major... I mean, really? The guy left me at the altar? But!
0: But but if um, Ainsley gets with this new guy who just came in tonight, then maybe it'll work its way out.
1: Yeah, maybe she'll be... We'll see. Super excited for episode 6. Thanks so much for tuning in, guys. My name is Mario Turner. You can find me on all social media at Mario underscore Turner. And Eric, where can they find you?
0: You guys can also follow me on all social media at Eric Sinsley. Thanks so much, guys. Good night, guys. Have a good one.
1: Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV.